Welcome everybody to MTG Ectoplasm, your home for spirit travel and magic gathering. I'm your host, White, aka Deep Blanco, a medium that wears an extra extra large. This is our IRL version. And I don't know if you heard in the background, there was some really shenanigans. We've we've had technical difficulties all night. It's quite okay because Watsy has some technical difficulties, and that's what this episode's about. But before we start that, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, I'm your host, Dwight, a.k.a. DeBlanco, medium that wears an extra extra large. You can reach out to me on Twitter at MTG Ectoplasm, or you can email me directly at MTG Ectoplasm at gmail.com. Let me know how am I doing. Am I doing a good job, a bad job, or I shouldn't quit my day job? And then also do me a favor, wherever you're streaming this, through YouTube or Twitch, or you're listening through Spotify or Apple or Google Podcasts, Hit that follow, like, subscribe button. I'm not charging you anything. I'm not charging you a dollar, a ruble, an inti, a peso. I'm not charging you no world domination nominations right now because gas prices are too high. Inflation's through the roof. Cats and dogs are living together. Mass hysteria. And I don't want you to do that. So if you like the show, share it with your friends and family and hit that follow, like, subscribe button. Now, like I do each and every single episode, This episode is brought to you by our friends at Greg's Games. That's right, Greg's Games at 2103 Whitehorse Mercerville Road in Hamilton, New Jersey, 08619. This is a great, great place to play games. They they do uh, Modern, Pioneer, Legacy, Commander, Popper. They do do, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! And then they do uh, Pokemon. Ladies and gentlemen, they do everything. D&D, Warhammer. This is a place to go to if you're in the central New Jersey area. So that means if you're in Philly, come over the bridge. If in New York, it's not that far of a drive, about a 45-minute drive. And if you're in Baltimore, well, I guarantee there's other LGSs by you. But come to uh, Greg's Games. You'll enjoy it. He's extended the shop, and there's so much, so much you can do. They got singles. They got uh, uh, the commander packs and pioneer packs. And then the... the, the, the They got everything. Honestly, they got everything. So why would you go anywhere else? Go check them out. Greg's Games. And when you're there, tell Greg, hey, I heard you about MTG Ectoplasm. I'm glad you uh, you two are doing something together. So go there. All right. You can find them at 2103 Whitehorse, Mercerville Road, Hamilton, New Jersey, 08619. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as I do each and every single episode, I want to thank the person who's driving this show. She's an individual who I, I... gladly praise because she she helps with the logo she helps with the intros she's really the driving force behind the show i call her the ravishing one but she's the one the only the ravishing renata say hello ravishing Hi. oh see we're having technical difficulties over here once again go ahead ravishing i said hi i hope everyone's having a, a good time and i hope they enjoyed tonight's show i hope they enjoy too this is pre-easter because easter's tomorrow so i hope everybody got their cadbury eggs their you know chocolate bunnies and their uh marshmallow peeps i'm a big fan of marshmallow peeps but there's a lot of people that are like mm. i had some uh hot tamale marshmallow peeps oh, chef's kiss delicious we'll have to go back and get you some more i know so where did i get that from the crackle barrel. That's right. I got them at the cr- as a fat guy. I know where all the good, you know, snacks and goodies are. Hell, there's even a new uh, uh, tea with little mango bubbles. Oh, dude, so delicious. Oh, I'm a fat guy who loves to eat. But speaking of fat guys who like things, 
Um, I'm going to bring on a special guest. He's not fat. He's trim. He's athletic. Uh, he's a young man who is part of my play group. We, we, we actually played last night, Magic, uh, non-IRL, uh, actually through camera. He's the one, the only. He's the one I call my friend. Welcome to the show, New Dan. Welcome to the show, New Dan. How you feeling? I'm great, Dwight. How are you? I'm doing all Good right. Good to see you again, sir. I know. Tell me about it. Like last night, I didn't see your face. I saw basically your cards, but I did hear your voice and saw your pussycat, or your shall we say your kitty cat, in the background. Oh, yeah. On top of your tabletop, trying to mess up your cards. Yeah, she's the best. I uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt that she'll join us tonight. I'm kind of I'm kind of in her space tonight. Uh, as you can see, I'm in a slightly different uh, location. Um, I want to be able to look at the spoilers um, and look at my computer and have my other screen so I can talk to you and also ignore you at the same time by looking over here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, I got to multitask. No, I hear you. What happens is it's it's a friend of a friend of ours, a friend of the show. He actually was on our episode for Grixis Death Shadow, and let, let us know about the deck, how to beat it, what are the strengths and weaknesses of the deck. Um, his name That's is our Nick. friend Nick. He's great. Nick. He was the one who was like, "Yo, did you hear about it? There was a huge spoiler drop. Somebody screwed up with this Dungeons and Dragons, blah 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 blah." And it was kind of funny. He was while he was talking about it, I was actually doing research for this episode. Because I, I was going to wait till Tuesday, and you're like, Dwight, no, you got to <laughs> yeah. put this episode out because <laughs> this, this is hot. This is a hot tamale. People have no clue what's going on. And I found out through a little source of mine through Watsi what happened. What? Let me guess. Watsi mm-hmm. has somebody on the inside spoiling cards to get everyone really excited about the new commander set, Battle for Baldur's Gate. As is going to be my running theory that they're okay. doing it on purpose. This, this is what happened. Ready? Call me a conspiracy theorist. You, you well, you're not half wrong, but you're not half right either. I mean, it's it's someone on the inside, isn't it? Not at Watsi, but at a local printing press where they're printing these cards. What what happened? As I love to say. An individual who works at a facility where they print these cards happened to borrow without returning and grabbed a whole bunch. And these images that we're going to show you tonight, uh, thanks to our friends at Mythic Spoiler, um, are the collector's cards. So no, they're not just your regular cards. They're the collector's edition version of these Battle for Boulder's Gate commander dungeons and dragons thing and you know also in the playground where we're discussing like oh this is interesting this is interesting and one thing that you know i did mention for those who are unaware there's you know one thing that we know about this dungeons and dragons there's going to be a dungeon yes 100 percent. there's a dungeon yay dungeons we okay. should i mean <laughs> have you given the spoiler spoiler alert because we're going to go into some things that if you don't want to hear about the next set before Watsi starts officially spoiling the cards, um, you're definitely going to hear some yeah. things today. I, I should put an alert, but I'm going to, because I just said we have dungeons. Well, guess what? They got dragons too. Whoa, so, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Dungeons and dragons? Uh, we're talking what is this, some here. kind of crossover? Mm, uh, I Watsi would never do that. They would no. never. 
Why would they ever do that? So, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't want to be here for the spoiler, this is the sound effect because we're officially about to go into the spoiler zone. Ooh, I like that. I'm going to have to make that our thing. The spoiler zone. And this is the sound effect for the spoiler zone if you're not going to leave. Because you spoiled yourself. So. Exactly. So, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for us to dig deep and find out what this individual end up doing. It's 54 total cards. Bring it up, Ravishing. And here it is. Here are some of the cards you have, you know, people don't know. You know, we have, uh, what you call, adventure. Adventure is back as an ability. 54 cards is like... uh... That's like 20% of a set. Yeah, definitely I mean, so. What is it? Uh, New Capenna is only 250, so that's, that's a large percentage of cards that were just spoiled, which is, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, pretty great in my opinion, because <laughs> I like to know, uh, you know, what my collection is going to do um, and what I should be looking out for and what I should plan ahead for. Um, I'm pretty stoked about it. So tell me more. So Adventure is back. So I'm looking at the first card on the far right-hand side, and it's the Dread Linworm, uh, seven mana, uh, seven, six. And it can't be blocked by creatures with power. Uh, it's I can't make that as like three or less. Hmm. Yeah, that that's that's pretty powerful. And then it has Adventure. Holy crap. And next to it is the Mocking Doppelganger for four mana, zero, zero. It has Flash. Uh, copy a creature an opponent controls, except if it has otherwise other creatures with the same name as this creature are goad goaded so that means goad is back i i mean i, I like that i'm cool with that i like goad goad is good as the yeah. next one then you got a, yeah goad's uh, a pretty great uh pretty great ability right there then you got a joji the exquisite blade to generic a white and a blue two three legendary human monk he's not bad and just the battlefield, you gain two life, you scry two. Hmm. Okay. Whenever you cast your second spell with each turn, exile target creature. Wow. So if you play two spells, you get to exile a creature. And, re- and it basically it blinks. That's not Ooh. bad. Yeah, and it's in white. So I mean, it's in white, it's in blue. Um, you're gonna have access to a lot of uh a lot of pretty decent tutors um on creatures. So you know, drop uh uh captain of eos or ranger captain of eos and you know go find your walking ballista have fun (laughs) no i see this perfectly if it's in in like a uh brago deck that always likes to blink this guy fits perfectly for it there you Uh, go no i'm looking uh, on the next level down you got uh, sky diamond this is an oldie but goodie i remember playing this back in the 90s Really um, nice art on that. I'm a fan. Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, then you got Arcane Signet. Which oh, it's a Phil Stone. Arcane Signet definitely need a reprint. There's yeah. a lot of commander players out there, and they're like, hey, I need my Signets. Well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Guess what? Those days of $20 Signets and now $10 and now $5 and $3 Signets, yeah. they're over. They're well. trying to. I'm trying to look at the artist names because they're not very clear on there. No, I see uh, the the Sky Diamond is Phil Stone. He did uh, Oswald Fiddlebender. Um, 
I, I only know that because uh, he did, you know, there were a number of uh, of these dungeon D&D uh, module cards or whatever you call that art treatment um, and just ordered a proof. So, okay. um, so yeah. I, I recognize his, his work. Um, the signet, what is that? Sam Wythe or something like that. Sam something White, like that. maybe. Hard to read. Um, Sam something. So... Now the one card I'm looking at is the the next card I'm looking at is the Cloakwood Hermit. It's a green and two generic, and is a legendary enchantment. So we've seen legendary enchantments before, but one thing I've never seen before is a background. Yeah, that is completely new. That's something fresh. So let's let me read this. Commander creatures you control have at the beginning of their end step. Okay, that's different. If a creature card would be put into your graveyard from anywhere this turn, create. Two one one green squirrel tokens. I'm cool with that. Um, you know, you know me. I dude, I'm a squirrel guy. I got a squirrel deck. It's uh, it's one of my favorites. It's just uh, jam a bunch of squirrels onto the battlefield using non-creature spells and polymorph them into a fifteen fifteen world spine worm. Can't beat it. Can sometimes go on. uh, You know, like turn three. It's more casual, but. It's a really fun deck because you drop a 15-15 on turn three, and uh, it really changes the the pace of the table and uh, the mood of everybody else around you because they're you know still working on ramping up. Maybe they've got four mana access or something like that, and then you're you know really really laying into it. So the fact that I can uh, I can get benefit off of dropping my uh, squirrels or polymorphing them by you know, killing them off and then get another or more squirrels out of that is, uh, is pretty great. Um, so that's going, that's going to slot right in for sure. Um, I think, I mean, it's just a cool card. Uh, like you said, we've never seen a background before. I'm sure that we're going to take a look at some of these other cards and find that that's, a uh, something that we'll be seeing, um, sure. related yeah. Well, the next card I see uh, on top of the uh, left-hand corner is you look upon the Tarrasque. It's for generic and a green, and you get to choose one. One is basically prevents all combat damage. It's like a, a fog, but then it yeah. has a lure ability, like the second ability, because you get to choose one of the two, has a lure Ooh. and uh, gives a creature plus five, plus five, plus five. And for those who don't know what lure is, it means that any creature and every creature able to uh, block a creature you control they must do so hmm. it's yeah, kind of like the it used to yeah. be a combo back in the day with basilisk and lore so all your all your opponent's creatures would die in green interesting um what i like about that um something that i think you might have missed is that it's all combat damage that would be dealt to you and creatures that you control so mm. it's only one-sided i think that and i think that that's pretty great um at five mana though eh, i don't it's see expensive. it being played highly expensive yeah it's gonna be it'll be fun to play um maybe in limited or in like more casual uh green deck something that ramps up quick but uh it's not gonna see cdh mm-hmm. um no not not high power but that's okay Mm-hmm. Not every card needs to be the most powerful card that exists. Um, that would be crazy. So yeah, next the next card I saw was the Astro Confrontation. I was a little dis- disappointed because the image looks like ghastly spiritually, and yeah. it's a four and white. 
but there's no spiritual, no spirits in it. And it says this spell costs one less for each uh, opponent, for each opponent you're attacking, and you get yeah. to exile target creature. Eh. So it it really only helps during combat. Um, uh-huh. You can exile target creature. <laughs> you ha- you have to cast it after you've declared your attackers before. Um, before damage is dealt because they wouldn't be attacking after that. Um, yeah. Eh, it's eh, a snore. Yeah. Did you hear his respite? Yeah. Spite. I'll let you read that one. All right. Search your library for up to X basic land cards where X is the number of creatures attacking you. Put those cards onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle. Um, prevent all combat damage. So it's a fog. Um, and allows you to find a bunch of lands, which is really cool. At five, it's not bad in green. Um, a big thing is going to be with, uh, God, what is it, like Amulet of Vigor, which I think would allow you to have those enter and then untap, mm-hmm. if I'm not correct. If yep, I'm not, you're 100% uh, wrong. correct. So, yeah, paired with Amulet of Vigor, that could be a real big tempo swing um, mm-hmm. that could really change the game. So I could see that being played in a number of decks. You really kind of want to build around that, I guess, and hope that your opponents have um, a bunch of creatures that can attack you. Um, Now, with something like Goad, and maybe with a... uh, I don't know. I'm I'm thinking, like, Feldegriff um, giving, giving your opponents a bunch of creatures throughout the game and then goading them to attack you to then pull out all your basic lands, fog, have them tapped out, and then turn the game around unexpectedly. Um, something like that could be a really fun, uh, fun way to win. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's up there. It's pretty cool. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm liking the way that the set is playing out. It looks like maybe we'll see a cycle of instance at five mana. Maybe. Um, maybe. Well, Actually, no, because that's a, a rare and the other one's a common, so I don't know. Let's keep on going because we don't know yeah, what yeah, we yeah. got here. This, this, trust me, we have 54 cards to go through. Yeah, so we're like, you, what, nine through? So, yeah, we got so a time. We just got through six. Yep. So then you got, I think it's Denelia's something, Worker Adept. It's, no it's the new um, Asmorona Martica Dystina Kuldakar. <laughs> is that what that is? No, it's not, okay. but it's definitely got a weird hard name. Um, it's Dynahine Inworker or Heimworker, something like that, Adept. Um, hard to read. And Haste, pretty cool, in Jeskai. Uh, you may activate abilities of other creatures you control as though those creatures had haste. Okay. Pretty Not cool. Bad. When you next activate an ability this turn by spending four or more mana to activate it, copy that ability, you may choose new targets. That's cool. That's um, especially with this new Capenna set, which had a lot of copy abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I mean, it sounds like Wizards definitely plan these things out to kind of work together. Uh, I can see that getting a lot of play. I think that's going to be a fun one to build around. Well, um, it's, sure. a, it's a legendary creature, so it may be a commander. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, the one thing is, I don't know if you know, I'm going to the next card, is yeah. that gates, gates are back. I don't know if you remember Gate Crash. Were you, if you, were you around for Gate Crash? Oh, I remember Gate Crash. Yeah. Um, okay, doesn't Mike the, have a, uh, a, a, a gate, gate deck? deck? Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. And when they, like if you had 10 gates or more, you win the game. Well, ladies and gentlemen, yes. gates are back and you have Citadel Gate here that basically enters the pedal field tapped, but then you get to choose uh, a particular color. Other than oh, one. it's uh, it's the trans. Uh, what is it? Trans skill or no? The the jumpstart lands, um, but it's now a gate, which is pretty awesome. Um, which could maybe maybe there's a way to play gates in Popper, um, because it is common. Um, looks like a fun card and definitely adds to the gate uh, thing. And I imagine that we're going to see a cycle of this because you know it says add white. There and is that, a cycle. Or one I mean, mana right now, there color. is a cycle. Yeah, I can't imagine that they wouldn't do that. Be like, here, white gets this one gate card, and we're not going to do any more. Um, maybe the gate deck will uh, will see some some more extended play. I mean, this is just a commander set, so it would have to go into like Pauper or Legacy or something. But uh, I mean, it's it's cool that they're they're taking uh, or going back to different card types that they've done in the past. Mm-hmm. Let's the take a look card- at Mazzy. Yeah, Mazzy, the True Sword Paladin. It's a generic, a red, green, and white legendary creature, Halfling Knight for a 3-4. For a Halfling, a 3-4, that's really strong for a Halfling. In Whenever Naya. an enchanted creature attacks well, one of your opponents, it gets plus 2, plus 0, oh, and gains trample to end of turn. Not bad. That's the first sentence. The next yeah. sentence, whenever an aura you control is put into the graveyard from the battlefield, exile it until end of turn. Uh, end of your night turn you may cast that card so that means guess what it comes back Rancor. one thing one i think is very interesting is yeah. that if you used to play back in the day and you remember umbras well guess what oh, yeah. you can put an umbra on a card that creature dies oh no it comes back and then the card goes into the graveyard the the uh enchantment goes into the graveyard well yeah. with uh maze over here those umbras they come back yeah I think that's a really interesting connection right there. I think I think better yet, you play something like an Oratog and a Rancor, and as long as you have access to green, um, you can get infinite cast triggers off that. Um, and I don't know how else it would help you, but you know you can you can put it into your graveyard and then get it back immediately, cast it for one green. Maybe there's some way that you can. Uh, go off with that in some other way, especially with white having access to light paws. Um, anytime you cast an aura, you'd be able to search your deck for another one. Um, so I can see that being a card played in this deck for sure. Um, yeah, interesting. Interesting uh, interaction with a couple of cards so that you could uh, generate some uh, interesting building strategies for this uh, commander. Um, I would go. I would go light pause though for sure. Uh, yeah, just getting getting a bunch of stuff. Let's go. Well, there's a there's there's one, and the artwork to me is just so unique. And I'm like, what the hell were they thinking with this art? But you know what? It is what it is. Artists are they're who they are. And then yeah. you got Baba Baba Yasaga, the Night Witch. Hmm. And I think I, I don't know if they're trying to go Baba Yaga, as in the. Uh, Russian boogeyman, but they got Baba oh, yeah, Sa- Sayaga, Baba Lai Saga. Nightmare. Yeah, I mean, it it's a generic, like- a black and a green, a 3 3 legendary human warlock. You tap him, sacrifice up to three permanents. If there were three or more card types among them sacrificed, each opponent loses three life, you gain three life, and you draw three cards. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's cool. I don't. 
I think it's that strong. It's kind of mad. Um, you know, it'd be it'd be a consideration for a limited commander draft, I guess, um, or a slot in another deck. But I don't see it being uh, as as powerful as many of the other commanders that are already available. Um, see, the, the, let me go to the next card because the next card, it, there's something yeah. the last sentence that catches my eye, and it's uh, choose a background. No, how do you how do you, I I moment I I I mo Owen. How do you pronounce that, Dan? I would say Imoen. Imoen, Mythic Trickster, two generic and a blue, two, three, has Ward 2, which is interesting. So that means Mm -hmm. you have to pay two mana to do anything to it. If you you don't pay two mana, your uh, two on a spell that targets it, it's countered. Yes. I believe that's how that's more that's more, how it uh, accurate. Yeah. And then at the beginning of your end step, if you have the initiative, draw a card. Draw another card if you're completed a dungeon. Choose huh. a background. Like choose a background. What the hell is choose a background? Uh, I mean, looking looking back at the uh, the the cloakwood hermit. Um, legendary enchantment background. It's got to do something with that. I don't know what they mean by choose a background. What do you mean that you're tutoring? Maybe. Yeah, it could be that uh, you're able to tutor it out of your deck. It may be that backgrounds exist in your your sideboard, um, similar to how a companion would work. And uh, and then you're able to like put it in your hand or put it onto the battlefield. I'd imagine that it would go into your hand um, only because of you know all the problems that went with uh, companions going straight to the battlefield from outside of the game. Um, so maybe maybe that's kind of where they're going. Maybe they fixed that issue with uh, with companions in the form of a background, um, mm-hmm. allowing you to get some cards that way from outside of your deck. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the big thing is if you have the initiative as well, um, you know, draw a card. And then draw another card if you've completed a dungeon. So we're going back to a theme that we've seen in um, in AFR, um, Adventure in the Forgotten Realm, and we're seeing dungeons being completed. We're learning of background, and if you have the initiative, which I imagine is going to be something like um, the Monarch. Well the, next, well, the thing is, the next card actually talks about it, which I'm like still trying to figure it out. Yeah, and yeah. Our our uh, sneak. Three generic and a blue. All we know is it's a rogue. It looks like a griffin, personally. And uh, it doesn't tell us the power and toughness. Flying. Yeah. I can't even tell if it's a non It's a common. Yeah. Looks like it says, it says lim- bird, bird rogue flying. Bird rogue. And it yeah. says whenever whatever the sneak enters the battlefield, you take the initiative. Hmm. Hmm. I, I'm hmm. really cu- curious about this initiative thing. Initiative could, I mean, based on that, it kind of sounds like it's a, uh, a counter that's passed back and forth. Um, and if you have it, then you get benefits off of other cards that reference it. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, maybe maybe there's something else that instance? gives us a little bit more. Maybe, you can, play sor- maybe you can play sorceries as instance. That would be interesting. That would be really cool. Yeah, maybe initiative is like a uh, like a token that you know can can only exist as a one of on table, and uh, it kind of works like an emblem that allows you to have certain abilities. Um, that would be really interesting. Because when I when I used to play Dungeons and Dragons, the way I used to look at initiative is 
you you roll for it to see who does something first. And okay. like my thing is, you already have like in Magic, you already hmm. playing the card. You already have priority. Then you yeah. have to pass priority. So do you not pass priority here so it makes the card uncounterable? That's mm -hmm. you know that that's Maybe. potential there. Or have a source the other way I can think of sorcery become you can play as an instant. Yeah, I mean I I I feel like uh not allowing priority to pass would be something that would really create an unfun game state um for a lot of players because you couldn't respond to things. Um, and it's almost like split second. It, the, the way it's maybe yeah. split second on a creature, maybe. But I, I mean, it says you take the initiative, so that. Um. Oh gosh, I clicked away. So, looking at it in that way, it sounds like initiative is something that exists as only one because it's the initiative. Um, which which implies that there's only one of them. Um, and I could see it being a token passed back and forth, okay. uh, similar to how you become the monarch, monarch and there's only yeah. one. Um, with that, I, could, I, I mean, I think it would be really interesting if it allowed you to cast with split second or if it allowed you to... Um, to have first strike on all your creatures or if it gave you the ability... Um, as you said before, to uh, cast instants or sorceries or spells as though they were instants. Um, uh, any one of those things could be possible. And uh, it's, it's interesting to kind of theorize on what they've got in store for us. Um, Watsi's got some really cool things going on and I'm excited about it. Yep. Um, yeah, let's keep let's keep going. This is uh, this is good so far. You got Gale, Water Deep Prodigy, two generic and a blue, a one three legendary human wizard. Okay, that's okay. You get to choose a background. That's the last sentence because yeah. that was easy for me to read. But it goes whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell from your hand, you may cast up to one target's card of the other type from the graveyard. If a spell cast from your graveyard this way would be put into a graveyard, exile it instead. Huh. Interesting. It's uh it's uh poor man's snapcaster mage. Mm. Yeah, in a way, in a way. You know, mm. it's letting you uh bring things back. It's not at flat it's not coming in with flash. Um costs a little bit more. It's got a bigger butt on it, um, because it's a one three. It chooses a background, which is pretty cool. Maybe you choose a background that allows you to cast spells with flash. Um yeah. Uh, so if you cast an instant, you could then cast a sorcery from your graveyard or the other way around. Okay. Cool. Cool. Swift, uh, swift boots, uh, swift foot boots are back. So Never seen that. What is it? Sw Come on, bro. Come <laughs> on. Then you got Fang Dragon, uh, a five generic and two red, a six yeah. three flyer. Eh. Uh, deals yeah. one damage to each creature you don't control. That's pretty good for a uh, for a that's sorcery a adventure. Yeah. Common a six three flyer for seven. Maybe we'll see a red Tron, um, no. something like that. No. I mean, hey, there's mono green Tron. Why couldn't there be mono red Tron, at, or at least like Jund Tron or something like that, allowing you to get that six five six three flyer out. Um, and you know, pinging everybody for one, not bad. 
See, once he had an opportunity, I'm looking at the next card. Ladies and yeah. gentlemen, tell me what you, if you're watching or listening to the show, you let me know what you think of this next card. I'm really disappointed in Watsi just because it, the card is Sea Hag for generic and a blue creature hag. It's a Sea Hag, not why not a merfolk? merfolk I, dude, I agree. I agree. And this aquatic ingress, it kind of sounds like we're going to see. Um, from that, oh man, I wish I could make out those first couple letters, but aquatic ingress kind of makes me <laughs> makes me think that it's going to be another like seas claim or spreading seas um, yeah. as an instant for three, and then uh, when it enters the battlefield, creatures your opponents control something, 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 something that we don't know. Um, it's a common, pretty cool, probably get, uh, at four and a blue. Uh, it's too it's too expensive anyways for yeah. let's say legacy uh merfolk but still it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a popper card. Um, card the next card i'm actually liking a lot which is goggles of the night generic and a okay. blue equipment whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player scry one then draw a card that's for not a bad. common that's solid and it so looks like it's I play, uh you know i pay popper that's a solid ass card yeah and and uh, it looks like equip too. So um, yeah, not bad, not bad. Yeah. And then Could, summon undead. Summon on. undead four generic and a black. You may mill yeah. three cards, then return a creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Man, hmm. that's not bad. That's it's not bad in, com- in commander, but I'm just thinking like legacy i'm like yeah well i mean i you know we're we're both popper players as well and uh i'm I'm trying to look at it through that lens because more than anything else these uh any new set is bringing more popper cards into the mix Mm. uh more than anything you know it's it's unlikely that many cards are going to impact uh legacy obviously they're not going to impact modern pioneer or standard um, they'll impact Commander in some way. Some of these cards are just going to be uh, off to the side. Some of them are going to have some places in specific decks. Some of them are going to be more widely played. Um, Someone on Dead, though, maybe there's a place for it for Popper. Um, I, you know, if you're hitting uh, if you're hitting five mana in an Aristocrat deck or something, and you want to play Gurmag Angler, putting those three in and then returning something from the graveyard to the battlefield, I mean that's pretty great. Dude, that, that's a turn three play if you have um if you have a dark ritual. So yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. T- turn three, mill three, bring uh bring something back and maybe you bring a uh oh god. Oh god, what's that eight eight? <laughs> what's the things that Tron plays that I don't play? No, I don't no, know. No. There's no, a lot. Because I'm looking, already looking at the other card, the next card, the legendary enchantment. Yeah. I'm like the background. I'm like, mm, and it's it's something, Halaster. It's generic and black legendary yeah. enchantment background. It says commander creatures you control. Have, you own. Oh, uh, you own. Okay, you own have yeah. the first. You read it, Dan, because I'm having a hard time reading it from here. Yeah, I am too. I didn't put my glasses on. Commander creatures you own have the first time you would draw a card each turn. Instead, look at the top two cards of your library. Put one of them into your graveyard and the other on top of your library. Then draw a card. Um, Interesting. So you... All right. So it reads this way because it doesn't want you 
to be able to get this trigger from more than one source. Could it be broken in some way to allow that happen? Um, I think so. I, I don't, I can't think of a situation that you'd be able to do it. Uh, yeah, it looks like it. I mean, it's it's for Commander, so it's not going to be. This one's not going to be played in. How many in legendary Popper. commons are there? I don't think there are too many legendary commons. I don't think there are either. Um, that's pretty interesting. You know what? That's a good point. That's inter- That is interesting. You know what? The only other uh, legendary common that I can think of is the Prismatic Piper, um, which maybe we'll see something like that for this set. Interesting conspiracy theories. Um, Pass wage seer three generic and a black, uh, tiefling warlock. So tieflings are back at two two. It says lifelink. Whenever uh, passageway seer enters the battlefield, you may take the initiative. So here's initiative again at the yeah. beginning of your end step. If you have initiative, put a plus one plus one counter on passageway seer. So. Hmm. Hmm. All right, until I cool. know what, until I know what, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, initiative. It, it, it sounds more and more like initiative is going to be a monarch type thing. Mm. Um, it's it's going to be something that's passed back and forth. Um, that you get the initiative, other people get the initiative. Maybe we'll have to roll for initiative, um, and whoever has the highest number gets the initiative. Um, something like that could happen maybe i i mean maybe it does have something to do with split second i don't know um interesting interesting to think about then the next card nothic for yeah. for generic and a black a horror four three i, I want to say call him a whore i don't know why it's a whore uh, i mean yeah it's you want to pronounce it that way but it's spelled very specifically oh. much different um, and this horror, horror, you have to roll a die. You have to roll a D20. The one through nine is you draw a card, then you lose one life. Okay, I'm okay with that. That's not bad. D, D, uh, uh, if you roll 10 through 19, draw two cards, and then you lose two life. Okay, that's still not bad. Yeah, paying two life for uh, for for two cards, not bad. Let's see what the the uh, let's see the critical hit. The critical hit is you draw seven cards and you lose seven life. Ah, uh, that is a critical I mean, hit. I, have I feel to admit, that's definitely a critical hit. Yeah, that's that's quite the hit. I feel like they should have gone with uh, giving this a hybrid white black because if you hit twenty, maybe you should maybe you should gain seven life. That would be dope. <laughs> um, but you know, it's a die it's a dice trigger, so I could see this being abused recurring it and uh constantly getting these triggers um <laughs> what no, ellen, ellen harbury's busybody yeah, oh I, she's gonna be she's gonna be a commander dude she reminds me of my neighbor she Definitely she reminds me of my friend mike's um uh in art in art uh uh a, a, uh god what is it a, a comic um person character that he's been drawing for like 20 years now um just kind of the 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 look of the character so far ravishing you you were you wanted to say something what was that our former neighbor yes she moved to baltimore yeah she was dude the the first day i bought my house and we were fixing up my wife left and i'm sitting there stuck inside my house and I'm in my boxers and wife beater and stuff, or my A shirt, right? 
And your what shirt? Your A shirt? A shirt. You know, you know, they're called wife beaters here in the northeast, yeah. but they're called the A shirts. This lady walks inside my house and starts walking through the whole entire house. Oh, I'm just in my boxers and my shirt. And I'm, what? Like, I'm like, what the hell are you doing in my house? Get out of my house. It's like, oh, you're the new neighbors. Like, yeah, I'm the new guy. Now get the hell out of my house. Yeah, what the, what the hell are you doing? So that's why I left because I saw the busybody. I'm like, yeah, you know, busybody. That's, that's that's my okay. neighbor. She's my, yeah, my former neighbor, my busybody. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, dude. Well, I mean, well, so she's she's lucky we live in the Northeast and yeah. that she, uh, you know, yeah. What a jerk. So let's read about this busybody, Elaine Harby's. Uh, busybody, three generic and a bull, uh, white, the two, four legendary creature, human peasant. Yeah, yeah. That, she's definitely a peasant in my eyes. Uh, tap it. Look at the top X cards from your library where X is the number of token uh, tokens you create this turn. Put one of those cards into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Choose a background. That's pretty Choose cool, man. This, I mean, white weenie. It's going to be a white weenie deck. Um, super, super fun. It, it'll be it'll be a really fun deck to play. Um, it's just so weird. Uh, I dig it though. I would I would buy that card and play it. I know you would just annoy me and remind me of my old neighbor. Gonna go to gonna go to Greg's games. Gonna go pick up Ellen Harbury's busybody. Gonna build a deck, and I'm gonna uh, send my creatures to you no. like my bronze bombshells and my steel golems um, along with creating a bunch of tokens so that my creatures enter your home and cause trouble. Oh, okay. Yeah. That I, I, for If you do that, I'll be wearing my robe of the archmage, which is too generic and a blue artifact equipment. Whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, you draw that many cards, equip four and equip, what? Or Ward 1? Equip Shaman, Warlock, or Wizard. It's saying... Oh. Um, so it's, if you it's, have a Shaman, a Warlock, or a Wizard, you can tap that for one. Artifact, Robe of the Archmage, wherever equipped creature okay. deals. That's pretty cool. Player, you draw that many cards. Yeah, that's not... Dude, that's a great card. That's a pretty good card. I mean, in blue, chances are, like, dude, most merfolk are wizards. wizards are in blue? Dude, so many wizards. Like, all, all the cards are wizards and shamans. I don't know of any warlocks off the top of my head, but very much wizards. That's going to be a great card. Um, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I dig that. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of commanders that can use that, and um, I can think of a couple different archetypes that would benefit heavily from that. Um, specifically, wizards because they're great, like Naban, Dean of Iteration. Like play a deck that's running him. Or Naru Meha, I believe, is uh, is the other wizard um, that would allow you to copy spells. Um, both cool cards. I like them both, and uh, I would, I'll I'll be buying this one for sure. Now the next one is Elridge Pact, six generic and a green. I'm like Elridge Elridge Moon. Are we yeah, doing yeah, Elridge here? Moon. What's going on over here? Target player draws X cards and loses X life, where X is the number of cards in their graveyard. So that means, um, you know, it's it's horrible. X cards loses X life. Well, it's X not Eldritch Moon. I got excited. It's like no, okay. No, I mean it is it is um, going along with the themes from that set. Uh, Eldritch Moon. 
Eldritch Pact, Draws X. I mean, you could end the game right there with that. Um, yeah, get them, get them to put half their graveyard into their or library into their graveyard, and then cast Eldritch Pact. Um, strong card, not the strongest card. Very high cost. It's going to be a dollar. <laughs> mm. Jan, Jan Jansen, Chaos Crafter, red, white, and a black legendary creature. Gnome Artificer. I do not know what the power of toughness is. Has haste. Uh, it looks Tap like it. three, two, maybe. Okay. It's really Has hard haste. to tell. Tap it, sacrifice an artifact creature. Sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice an artifact creature. creature artifact. Two, create two creature tokens. Okay. The, uh, treasure oh, no, tokens. Tokens. Yeah, yeah. yeah, not bad. Then tap it, sacrifice a non creature artifact. Create a one, one colorless construct. Creature token. Okay. Construct something creature token. That's okay. Construct what? Construct gnome? Construct something. Construct something. Because there's there's too much space there. Construct there's way too much. Yeah. Um blank creature token. Interesting. So sacrifice an artifact. Create two treasures. Sacrifice a gnome. So you can create you can sacrifice a color. Wait, is this in blue? No. Um, I mean, it would go infinite with like uh, an intruder alarm, wouldn't it? Because that would it would untap it when a creature enters, and then you'd be able to tap and sacrifice one of those. Oh no! Well, I guess uh, no, I couldn't do it. Uh, you you would have infinite mana. Sacrifice a non-creature artifact. Yeah. If well, you, no, you wouldn't. Yes, you would. If you had blue, if you had intruder alarm, tokens. yeah. Okay, you if you had intruder alarm, and you tap it and sacrifice a non-creature artifact, you get two, one, one, colorless creature tokens. It would untap, right? Yeah, it would untap, um, but then you'd tap, you tap and sacrifice one no, to get more it. treasure tokens, and you wouldn't untap it from the treasure tokens. No, okay. You'd have to have something else that would allow you to. Um, to either pay and create a creature, or you know, it it it, it just it doesn't combo. No, um, it's awful. Unless you can, or unless you can use the treasure tokens to pay to untap um, a creature. If you can, if you can, if you have a creature that has an ability that's pay and untap, um, but it's it's off color anyway. You know, it's it's all just uh. uh Hypotheticals. I think that's a cool card. I would play that. Okay. Uh, lots and lots of treasure stuff. Yep. Um, so nice. Ragavan's gonna really be impacted by price. So <laughs> the, ne the next two cards are a legendary enchantment, both backgrounds. Street urchin, a green, uh, a generic, and a red commander creatures. You have is sacrifice. Uh, well, tap one mana, sacrifice a creature, or an artifact. <laughs> that creature deals one damage to any. Uh, target, which I think is pretty interesting. That works well with J J Jansen, Chaos Artificer. And then the Passionate Archaeologist, which is a generic and a red commander creatures you have whenever you cast a spell from this creature deals combat damage equal to that spell's mana value to... So it's interesting. Probably another creature you don't control or something like that. Spell from something is whenever you cast 
a spell from exile this creature deals damage equal to that spell's mana value. I can only, the only thing that I can uh, think is that the word that we're missing at the top is exile um, because it's only like five letters and that would allow for about as much space as you need to finish that sentence. Mm. Um, deals equal to mana value to um, I would imagine it says uh Uh, any target <laughs> or something along those lines. It's pretty cool. Um, I think so. I think what we're getting is um, backgrounds are things that impact your commander specifically, giving them abilities that they don't currently have, kind of like an aura would, but um, allowing you to pull them separately. Uh, and I think I think like we speculated before, it's probably something existing outside of your deck. You know what I mean? No, I agree with you. I'm yeah. now looking at the next card, Lulu, the loyal holy elephant, or holy font. Yeah, it's a it's a white. Oh, sorry, it's a white and three generic. I don't know the power and toughness. It's a legendary creature, elephant, angel. Okay, now what? Like, what the hell is that? a whole an elephant angel? What the hell is this? At the beginning of your end step, if a permanent you control left the battlefield this turn, put a plus one plus counter on each type creature you control until and then untap them. Yeah. Okay. And it's then cool, create a background. But what the hell's up with this holy elephant? Elephant angel. Uh, holy elephant angel. I mean, I think it's cool. I, I just like it. Um, I think, you know, it's you weird. can... Wait, what's the one that we were reading before that allows you to bounce bounce your own creatures? Uh, the Bobby Liaga? Yeah. No, no, that wasn't it. It was Imoen. Oh, where is it? Beginning of your end step. You have initiative. Draw a card. No, it was... Oh, God. We did read it. The one that allowed you to bounce things, right? What was that? It yeah, pairs that was well the first with card. That. OG. It was OG something or other. It was the first card. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, OG the exquisite blade allows you to bounce things. Turn to the battlefield. Exile. All right. So whenever you cast your second spell each turn, and then this dude, the elephant, uh, beginning of grand stuff, the permanent you control off the battlefield. Put one one counter on each tapped creature you control, then untap them. Um, yeah, I mean they they have synergy, uh, which could be really fun. Um, there are other things, obviously, that will synergize with it, but within this set specifically, that could be a, a fun interaction to play together. Um, Lulu would be, you know, one of the ninety nine. Uh, be pretty cool. I'm looking forward to the uh, pre cons and then upgrading them. Master Chef, my favorite show. Uh, I'm sorry. My my favorite cooking show is Iron Chef, but okay, Iron let's, Chef. Let's, uh, let's read. Let's re go ahead and read this card. Yeah, it's a uh, legendary enchantment background. Um, commander creatures you own have this creature enters the battlefield with an additional one one counter on it, and other creatures you control enter the battlefield with an additional one one counter on them. Um, so basically, everything that you own enters with 
a 1-1 counter on it. Uh, cool. <laughs> uh, play it with, what is it, hardened scales, um, uh, doubling season, things like that, and just benefit off those uh, off those counters. Um, it enters with a 1-1 counter, so it's going to re- it's a replacement effect, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't trigger. So, oh, that's cool. Next card is something Iliad Harvester, uh, four generic and a blue, a 4 4 creature horror. Iliad enters the battlefield. Plant tadpoles. No, I'm trying to read what it does. When it enters the battlefield, turn. Number of tabs, target no. Here two, two horror creatures. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, well, you know what? It's a four, four for five, but it has an adventure. Tap X target creatures. They don't untap during their next untap step. So it kind of like does a hands of binding for X and then uh, enters the battlefield, turn any number of target tapped and untoken creatures face down. Wow. See the next yeah. card? Ball, the Lord of Murder. Two generic, a black, a red, and a green legendary creature. God. As long as your life total is less than or equal to half your starting life total, Bahal has Indestructible. Um, Whenever another non-token creature you control dies, put a 1-1 counter, I'm going to guess, on that creature and goad it. Um Wait, whenever another non-token creature you control dies, put a 1-1 counter. It can't be on Ball, Lord of Murder, because it's too short, that space right there. And code it. Put on a creature? Put a 1-1 counter on, yeah, I think it's on another creature. And code it on... Or maybe on an opponent's creature. Don't know if there's enough space for those words. I would say on a creature. Now, the next card I think is very interesting. And you who like wizards. Yeah. Now, not just wizards of the coast, but wizards themselves. Um, yeah, to me, that is Bushid. Wizards of the Thay. Three generic and a blue, a three, three uh, human wizard. It has myriad instant and sorceries you cast. Excuse me. Cost one less to cast. You may cast a sorcery spot as though it had flash. Oh, that's great. With Myriad. So, oh God, what was Myriad? That has something to do with, uh, oh, when it attacks your an opponent, you create a copy of it that's something also like that. attacking other opponents, something if I'm not like mistaken. Yeah. I think you're right, but they, yeah. that's an interesting card. Well, that ability would then stack, which would be really crazy. Um, or at least the first one would, making a lot of your spells uh, a lot less. Mm-hmm. Myriad. Pretty sure it's triggered ability that may also create a delayed trigger ability whenever this creature attacks for each opponent other than the opponent that's being attacked. Uh, creates a copy that's attacking that opponent as well. I think this fits for uh, or, or planeswalkers or planeswalkers. That's a cool card. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think it fits well with the Grand Inquisitor uh, uh, Augustine the Fourth. Yeah, I think that works very well with him. Um, I can see this one spread across two of all white uh, white spells and blue spells, and this fits perfectly mm -hmm. with instants and sorceries. Yeah, or uh, or Talrend Sky Summoner, mm. um, which would allow you to create uh, Drake tokens two twos with flying every time. Uh, Every time you cast an instant or sorcery, I believe, or may, yeah, I believe it's both. Um, let me just double check because I haven't looked at that one in a while. And so, yeah, while cool you, card, cool card. Okay, I want to go to the next card. It's called Raised by Giants. It's five generic and a green commander creature you control have the base power of ten ten and are giants in addition to their other types. This is a legendary uh, legendary uh, enchantment. That is also a uh, uh, background. Yeah. Um, so that's that's pretty freaking badass. You have a little puny one one, uh, for example. <laughs> that what's that squirrel? The um, the Chatterfang? one. Is that the the legendary squirrel? Uh yeah. Okay, you put that with this thing. It's now a ten ten squirrel. Yeah. Well, I I don't know how big uh, uh, Chatterfang is. It could be that, but yeah. I mean. There, any any commander could benefit from that. Um, casting cost of six, pretty high, but you know, not bad. Um, I like. I, I'm taking a look at this next one. Uh, Lazel, Valkit's champion, um, costs two generic and a white, legendary creature, Gith warrior. Don't know of any other Gith creatures. Um, if you would put one or more counters on a creature or planeswalker you control or on yourself, put that many plus one of those uh, of each of those kinds of counters on that permanent or player instead and choose a background. Um, interesting. Very interesting. Could it be that you could have multiple backgrounds and you get to choose which one you use at that particular time? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It kind of like, like I said, it kind of sounds like um, that background is going to be something that exists outside of your deck that you then choose to play similar to how um, the dungeons exist outside your deck and aren't counted in your, uh, in your hundred cards. Okay. So maybe they'll come up with a rule as well saying, you know, you can have five backgrounds or three backgrounds or, you know, whatever. Maybe you just have a separate deck full of backgrounds and you can choose any one of them. Um, probably only in the commander's colors, I would imagine. Um, but I, I feel like there's going to be a limiting uh, rule to the number of backgrounds you can have um, existing within your deck or sideboard. Um, or maybe they're trying to force 15-card sideboards into Commander as well, which would be a bummer. Okay, well, let's start speeding through this. You have <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Raja's Rail. Oh, we got a lot more to cover, dude. Yeah, that's Sorry. what I'm saying. Let's speed through. We have three generic, a blue and a black. It's a legendary human uh, rogue. Death touch, it enters the battlefield, and you take initiative. So more initiatives. <clears throat> I can't. I can't read the rest for some reason. So I, I got it on big screen. So whenever you attack, target attacking creature gains death touch until end of turn. If you've completed the dungeon, that creature also gets uh, numbers plus plus five plus zero maybe, and gains first strike and menace until end of turn. Um, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Well, reversal. Uh, Two generic and a red. Choose target spell and ability. 
with one or more targets, roll a d20 and add the greatest power among creatures you control. Uh, 1 through 14, you may choose new targets for that spell or ability. 15 plus on your d20 roll, um, you may choose new targets for that spell or ability, then copy it. You may choose new targets for the copy. It's like a reverberate. Pretty cool, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Kind of like a reverberate. It's it's kind of like a Narset's reversal. Um, it's Will's reversal. Noble's Purse costs two generic. It's an artifact. Um, when it enters the battlefield, tapped, and with three, it enters tapped with three coin counters on it. Use pennies. Um, <laughs> remove a coin counter from Noble's purse. Create a treasure token. Side note: I think it's really important for um, for uh, appropriate token and counter use. So when you're playing something like Chalice of the Void, mm-hmm. you've got to have one of these. Okay. Little tiny chalices. Okay. Uh, one of my favorites. Um, so the next Cliff- one is Cliff Gate. That's like I said, it's this is an ongoing thing. Now they're going to have gates. It's the red one. Cool. It's the red one. Sounds good. Okay. Um, then you got yeah. blur, blur, two generic and a blue. Exile target creature you control. Return that creature to the battlefield under your control. Draw a card. Cloud shift for three with a uh, withdraw card. Yes. Nice. Um, for three, a little high, but not bad. I mean, it can do a lot. So Yeah, it can save a creature. It can blink a creature. It can do several things. Yeah. there's. I mean, there's probably a loop there as well that you can make um, drawing your deck and getting ETB impact, something like that, especially with all the copy stuff that you can do. Flying... Mm-hmm. It's called Surge. It's one black. It's a common. So this is a pauper card. Um, insect bat. It's a bat. Okay. Flying Surge can't block. Pay one and a black for blood train, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Pay one life, sacrifice it, and draw a card. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. That's I mean, not that bad. You can, can see pauper play for sure. Um there's there's definitely a need for uh, card draw, paying one life, not bad. Death triggers, things like that. There's a black deck that plays that could play that for sure. Engineers pack three generic artifact to Japan into the battlefield. Tap 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 it in two. Sacrifice to engineers pack. You may take an initiative, gain three life, draw a card, and create a treasure token. Activate this ability ability as a sorcery. Not bad. It's okay. Yeah, no. I still want to know what initiative is, but yeah. Like I said, it's going to be a counter. It's going to be like Monarch, and we're going to see it. It's basically going to say, you know, you can cast, uh, you know, you can do something cool. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, next one, Rug of Smothering. For three generic, it's an artifact, contra- uh, artifact creature construct. Uncommon, flying one, three, with whenever a player casts a spell, they lose one life for each spell they've cast this turn. Too bad it's not a common and could stop Storm. Um, could be a sideboard card against Storm decks. Um, I'm not going to play it, at least not right away. Nemesis. Phoenix. Three Phoenix. generic <laughs> uh, three generic, and the two red mana creature Phoenix for two flying. I thought this was interesting because our friend... Uh, 
Tom too likes this. It's too generic and a red return uh, Nemesis Phoenix from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped and attacking, which I think is great. Actually, yeah. only during uh, the declared attack step or step, and only if you're attacking with two or more uh, two or more opponents. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, that's cool. I'm down. Okay. Uh, I'll let you do uh, yeah. Criminal Past. Um, it's too generic and a black. I haven't read any of these cards before, so this is um, reading on the spot. Legendary Enchantment Background. Commander creatures you own have Menace, and this creature gets XO, where X is the number of creature cards in your graveyard. Fun. Fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of graveyard strategies um, mm-hmm. in Commander. That'll see play for sure. Um Furkrag, Cunning Instigator, Mm -hmm. uh, three generic blue and red, Flying Haste Dragon, um, legendary with 3-3. Whenever one or more dragons you control attack an opponent, goad target creature that player controls. Not bad. Mm -hmm. Um, Whenever a creature deals combat damage to one or more of your, or one of your opponents, if that creature had to attack this combat, if that creature had to attack this combat, oh, because of the goat, um, you put a one-one counter on Furkscrag, Cunning Instigator, and you draw a card. That's cool. Um, for five, it's pretty high, but it's got a cool ability. It's fun. Probably one of the uh, what is it? Six forty-two in the set. It looks like so. It's mm-hmm. probably one of the precon commanders that we're seeing as a different art. Um, because of the high number on that, at least that's my uh, that's my guess. Mm-hmm. Looks like a lot of the different art treatments are uh, going to be higher numbers, but that one seems especially high for uh, being relatively low in the alphabet. Um, but then again, now we have Seravok yeah. uh, Deathbringer, three generic and a black legendary creature, human knight, a three four at the beginning of your at the beginning of each player's end step. If no permanent left the battlefield this turn, that deal that player deals X damage to where X is server X power, choose a background. I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah. No permanents left the battlefield this turn. Loses power. Choose a background. Three four for four. Yeah. Cool. Now the one <laughs> that our friends Tom and Nick both like where the Rayful Red Dragon, three generic and two red, a 5-5 five, five flying dragon. Whenever a dragon you control is dealt damage, it deals that much damage to any target that isn't a dragon. <laughs> That's pretty damn good if you're playing commander. Yeah. You have a dr- command like a dragon commander deck where it's just all tribal dragon. Pretty There's bad. a lot of pretty oppressive dragon decks, um, you know, in in uh, in a lot of different power ranges, and this one's going to see play for sure. Uh, it's it's a cool card, and for only five mana for a five five with flying, um, with an ability like that, it's going to see a lot of play. Um, I don't want to deal with it because it's a problem. Um, so think about that when you're playing. I uh, want you to read the next one because the, I love I love all the synergy on this card. I looked at those. Yeah, again. okay. Yeah, it's a it. it's a Sultai um, 
black, green, and blue with one colorless, nine fingers keen. Um, so a friend of Kark the Thumbless. Uh, legendary creature, human rogue with menace. Ward, pay nine life. Wow. Um, whenever nine fingers keen deals combat damage to a player, look at the top nine cards of your library. You may put a gate card from among them onto the battlefield. Okay, cool. Then if you control nine or more gates, put the rest into your hand. Otherwise, put the rest on the bottom of your library. Hmm. I think it should have been a four five because that makes nine. I thought the same thing or a five four. Yeah. Or and, a three yeah, six. Or a five four or a three six. Yeah. There should have been there should have been some synergy with that. And they should have done it nine times. Now did they? No. <laughs> did they did they include may I mean they could have they could have done uh you know casting cost was like six generic and then have it cost less based on you know, the number of gates that you control, something along those lines. Um, it, it's already begging to see gates, um, which is cool. Uh, ward pay nine life. That's like messed up, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's really messed up. That's that's what? like take four commander damage, take five commander damage um, as well. You know, well I think we're coming to the end here. Yeah, Raphael's Fiend Survivor. Uh, it's a three generic, a black and a red. It's a four-four devil noble, legendary creature. It's flying in other demons, devils, imps, and tieflings. You control get plus one, plus one, and have lifelink. Interesting. At the yeah. beginning of your end step, if a creature you creature card was put into the graveyard from anywhere this turn, create a one-one red devil creature token with. When this creature dies, put out uh, when this creature deals dies, one he deals one damage to target uh, any target. I think that's very good, very interesting. Yeah. Um, in Rakdos, there's a lot of stuff that are looking for that, uh, for a lot it's of. A uh, it's a yeah. devil and it fits. It's a devil, it fits. It's got really cool art. Um, I'm a huge fan of that. And then and I'll then traverse the, the out. Traverse the Outlands. Uh, looks like a reprint of a card that we've got uh, with a really nice art treatment on it. Huge fan of that. Chuck Lucas is the artist. Um, I've got a couple cards signed by him, and uh, he's got a great signature, actually. <laughs> really like the way it looks. Um, and a really, really nice piece on this. I know that the foiling is impacting the colors that we see with mm -hmm. like this nice rainbow in the background. If that's intentional, um, as part of the art on the card and not like the reflection of the foil that we're seeing, which it may be. Um, I, I really, really dig the, uh, the composition. Um, it's got nice balance and it's got nice colors and it's really cool to look at. Um, so yeah, that's fun. Uh, there's, there's some really cool cards in this set. Now going back to what I said earlier about me being a conspiracy theorist, uh, saying that this was like a specific targeted release. The only lands that we saw were the cliff gates. Yeah, but you got to consider this individual stole several packs. This is 50 cards. 54 the, total. 54 cards. So that's like three packs scrapping uh, 
uh, scrapping a couple of the cards that were in those three packs. Well, you know, assuming that maybe there's some some duplicates or something along those lines. And then um, the one thing that we did not see is the dungeon. There is a dungeon that right. that is out there that you know wasn't on this list for some reason. Uh, Mythic spoilers did not post it, but there hmm. is a dungeon hmm. out there. Hmm. Hmm. Well, do we know it? Or have you seen it? I've seen the dungeon. I haven't seen the dungeon. What? So what does the dungeon do? Doesn't the dungeon mention initiative as well? Uh, no. What happens is the only way to get into the thing is you have to go into a dungeon. You have to go into. Oh, right, right, right. I think I read that as well. I think I saw it on Reddit. Um, something about. Yeah. Yeah. See if you can see if you can find that. I can't share my screen. I don't think. Otherwise, I'd uh, try to pop it up on your screen. Um, Baldur's Gate. Uh, spoiler. Uh, what's the name? Dungeon. See if I can find a picture of that dungeon have an idea of what it looks like. Uh, I don't see anything when I'm just searching those words, but whatever. Um, I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, I think that the pre-cons are going to be fun. Uh, I think that there's going to be some cool abilities. Um, you know, the the uh, the initiative and uh, being able to have backgrounds is going to be a fun, uh, fun thing to play with. Um, really interested in seeing what those are. But I, I still... You know, if this is three packs um, of of the the collector boosters um, with uh, with a D and D or a commander set, I think those had twenty cards apiece, right? Okay. I can't. Yeah, I can't remember what the collectors packs had on those, but I, I don't think that the math works out. Either we're either the person uh, pulled a duplicates. Um, I mean, we're seeing how many rares we, we see a number of rares um, and commanders, which makes it seem like this isn't necessarily a representative sample um, of what you would see in only like three packs, unless they were holding stuff back um, specifically. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, like it's not like it. I can't find it. It's probably in a Reddit group somewhere. Yeah. So and, unfortunately. And, and, un- Maybe next time when we do another episode, we'll yeah. be able to find it and say, "Hey, here, here's the dungeon that we could not find." Yeah. Um, there's what happens is there's two cards so far that are missing. Here is that the creature card that allows you to go into the dungeon and the dungeon itself. Mm. Because um, what happens is, uh, like I said before, uh, there is a dungeon, there is a new dungeon, and the only way to go into the dungeon is if the card says you may enter this particular dungeon. Interesting. So what happens is the previous Dungeons and Dragons cards, as much as we do like them and do enjoy them, they cannot enter the dungeon unless it reads that particular dungeon. Interesting. It sucks. So you have to so like the dungeons are named rather than being like choose yes. a dungeon. Each, each dungeon has its own specific name. Oh, but so the, I'm. But, but this, what happens is there's a particular card that reads, you must be able to enter this particular dungeon. Yeah. So you know what? I'm, I'm looking at um, some something else on magicspoiler.com um, that has a number of, you know, the cards that we've seen in addition to a couple others, like a, uh, like there's a Wayfarer's Bauble um, that we didn't talk about, I don't believe. Um, and I'm trying to see if maybe I can find 
the gate or the uh, the dungeon as well, some uh, or any other card that we haven't seen, because it'd be really fun to find that uh, that dungeon. You know, where is it? Oh yeah, under city. Here it is. Oh, and the initiative. You where, want to know where what it is? Seeing this. I'm seeing on this, and I'm seeing. What, what, what uh, site are you on? I'm on magicspoiler.com. The last two cards, there's a Wayfarer's Bauble in the middle, and uh, the last two cards that I'm seeing are here. I don't know if I can send the chat with you, but I'll send the link if I can. I don't know how to do it. No, I'm, I'm for some reason I'm not. Just search. Uh, what did I search? I just searched uh, Baldur's Gate spoiler on. Uh, Google and it was the, pop, the top one. Um, Commander Legends Baldur Gate spoiler from Magic Spoilers. You're on Mythic Spoiler, or at least you were. I was on Mythic Spoilers. Now I'm at the other spoilers. Now you're on Magic it, Spoiler. It, it's at the very it, bottom. Well, not the very bottom. It's kind of like halfway down the page because the other stuff is uh, things from. Oh, okay. I, guess I see. It's I this see. Set. I see them now. Um, Wait, why is it showing? Oh, there's other cards as well, like Bountiful Promenade, Elder Brain, Wand of Wonder, uh, Minsk and Boo, Timeless Heroes, uh, a um, a Planeswalker as well. Yeah, so there's some the, new lands. So you can read, do me a favor, read the initiative for me. Yeah, no doubt. Whenever one or more creatures a player controls deals combat damage to you that player takes the initiative. So it's kind of like Monarch. Um, then whenever you take the initiative, at the beginning of your end step, venture into the Undercity. So okay. it's one dungeon, um, it mm -hmm. sounds like, specifically related to the initiative. And the Undercity says, you can't enter this dungeon unless, uh, unless you venture into Undercity. So it's specifically, you have to go into that dungeon. Um, by the dev or by the rules on that dungeon itself, um, so you can't you can't go in with uh, AFR cards. Uh, Adventures in the Forgotten Realms, a couple sets ago. Secret entrance. Search your library for a basic land card. Reveal it. Put it into your hand. Then shuffle. Um, the next two are Forge and Last Well. Uh, it looks like Forges put two one one counters on target creature. Last well is sorcery two. Both of those go into the arena, which says goad target creature. Um, forge can also go into trap. Target player loses five life. Last well goes into stash, which is create a treasure token. Um, then from the arena, which both forge and lost well go into, you can enter archives or catacombs. Um, archives is only accessible through trap. Stash is only accessible through catacombs, or uh, catacombs is only accessible through stash. Um, archives is draw a card. Catacombs is create a 4-1 black skeleton creature token with menace. Holy crap. Um, and then both of those feed into Throne of the Dead 3. Reveal top 10 cards of your library. Put a creature card from among them onto the battlefield. Um put three one one counters on it it gains hex proof until your next turn then shuffle pretty cool uh pretty cool dungeon so 
All right. If you take the initiative at the beginning of your end upkeep, venture into the Undercity. Dude, initiative's great. Um, so you deal every... So basically this set is everybody is in the Undercity. Mm. Um, because any anything that allows you to take the initiative um, by playing cards from the set is going to put you into the Undercity easily. It kind of sounds like... I mean, by design this set kind of wants you in the Undercity, but because of, you know, if you're playing this set to, like, I guess using the pre-cons or uh, the cards from the set, it's going to kind of act like Monarch with an ability that relates to you getting this card. Um, but I think at some point in the game, basically everybody goes into the Undercity. Yeah. You know, yeah, so there's more. Like so, like the yeah, the, yeah, the the dual lands, the tango lands. I think they're called. If you have two or more opponents, you have the bountiful promenade. Yeah, yeah, have, yeah. They have reflecting pool. Holy cap! Spire Garden, Sea of, excuse me, Sea of Gardens, Luxury Suite, and Morphing Pool. Those are back. Uh, I'm happy yeah. to see reflecting pool. I'm happy to see that back. Ancient Brass Dragon. Like, ladies and gentlemen, let me just tell you. Oh, look at that. We actually have our uh, our uh, heroes right here. You have uh, Minsk and Boo. And for those who don't know, Boo is the hamster. Um, how do you how do you know this? I don't know anything about these people. Who uh, are they? The Dungeons and Dragons lore. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. I don't, so, I don't, I don't know Dungeons and Dragons actually. Yeah. So, Boo is the uh, the uh, hamster. And yeah. Minx is the hero who has Boo. Um, I thought that you made up your own character. You do, but there are sub characters in the game that you can play. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. Uh, so there you go. I mean, there yeah. you go, ladies and gentlemen. Cool. Uh, we went through a lot. I mean, there's still a lot more cards. Fireball is back. Lightning, lightning bolt is back. Wow. You think we'll see channel? No, chill. <laughs> but it's kind of amazing, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, someone did spoil it, you know, and here we are, you know. We get to talk about these cards uh, for you and share our thoughts with it. I'm happy that Dan could join me tonight. Uh, yeah. And you could uh, go through what, you know, our, our thoughts and uh, also your, uh, as you put, conspiracy theory was. Dude, I'm, t I'm telling you, I mean, I, the uh, yeah, I don't know. What, and why do we have the rest of these down here? It's so weird. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I I just can't. I guess raising that up to like fifty-seven cards, probably three were duplicates. I could see that, but then again, the uh, the number of rares that we're seeing compared to the rest of the cards doesn't make it seem like it's a representative sample of. Um, of packs being opened, but then at the same time, like if you were on the assembly line um, at the at the factory making the cards or whatever, um, I feel like you'd be taking a picture of a sheet or something that's less uh, randomized, um, unless unless you're doing quality control of random packs and snapped a few photos. I don't know, man. Well, there's a lot of people's fingers that were in this image, so 
You know, good thing it wasn't their yeah. fingerprints because we'd probably end up doing code DR, but we saw the back side of their fingers or the front side of their fingers. Yeah. So, Dan, do you have anything else you want to share with the listening audience before we uh, decide to call it an evening? No, um, I guess uh, follow me on Fires in Atlantis if you want to see on things. Instagram, like that is. Yeah, on Instagram. I don't. Uh, I don't really post, so there's uh, you can you can shoot me a message and give me hate mail. Tell me that I'm the worst, and uh, <laughs> you know this is how we do. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm happy that uh, I could have Dan on. He was the one that's like, you got to do the show. You got to do the show. You know, you don't want to go too late. You know, you got to put this out because God knows uh, who else or what everybody else is going to talk about because this this was a huge drop. Somebody in Watsi, I know Papa Hasbro is probably losing their mind saying how the Papa hell, Hasbro. you know, they, I guarantee they're not, they're not happy about the scenario that all of us now in the world know what's coming out in the near future you know because they like to do the little little shows like oh welcome yeah Yeah, you know what i mean it's dude it's like it's like the same amount of time before any set comes out there's always like the same spoiler the same not this uh, heavy this is this is a lot this is this is a lot but but then again like look at the set look at the card numbers they they reveal less than like seven percent of what's in the set gives you an idea of what to expect and like yeah. allows you to speculate on different archetypes and abilities and other things that you're going to see um, within these cards. We see some good re- reprints. Um, we see some really interesting uh, art. We see some fun new stuff. Adventure's back. Goat is back. Melee's, yeah. in the, Melee's back. Amiri They're giving us a back. little bit yeah. to, to get excited about this set. Um, and, I, I, you know, it's it's the same thing every time. Uh, so I don't know. I'm a conspiracy theorist. I'm going to look at all this data and just say like, again, wizards is releasing this information. Okay. You say, wizards. I say it's a factory worker who I, this, this is what uh, my little insider is telling me. It's somebody inside of that factory, uh, snatched it. I don't know. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching the show. Uh, I promise to have, I knew Dan back at a later episode. God knows what's going to come right around the corner. Yeah, man. Got, got some spring break right now. So yeah, Spring break, right? Spring break. Spring break. So, ladies and it's gentlemen, I hope you enjoy your Easter. Eat your little Cadbury eggs and your marshmallow peeps and, you know, your little Easter bunnies. Oh, snap. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, something happened. What happened? Did somebody eat your Cadbury egg? I think so, maybe. The cat got it. No, I think my dog took all of the eggs. I got to go. <laughs> all right, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. The show's over. So with that being said, then next time you're kicking your opponent's ass, make sure they say, that's Bushi. That's Bushi.